This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally, Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go, business storytellers. Hey, how's everyone doing? We want to talk about the social media job market. Now, you may have read the headlines, the greatest resignation is happening. Um, I can't tell you if that's true or not, but I'm certainly seeing the headlines. I also see a lot of things are changing when it comes to social media. I mean, back in the day, you know, when I started in social media, we posted some things here and there. Actually, way back when in social media, I just used it to find people, to research them. We didn't even call it stalking back then. But my first LinkedIn account, that is literally why I set that up, to do some research for the newspaper. So how has social media, how's the job market changed? Uh, we'll find out. We're talking to uh, one of the experts in, in, in the industry, Jennifer Radke, um, the CEO of the National Institute for Social Media. They did a report. We do have the link uh, down below in the show notes if you want to check that out. Uh, let's get her out of the green room here, Jennifer. Hey, welcome back to the show. Third time, I think. I think so. Thanks, Christoph. It's exciting to be here. You are right up there with Joe Polizzi and other people like that that just keep coming back and sharing new content um, over and over and over. Of course, we're um, about 400 episodes in, so appreciate you coming back um, every, I don't know, 90 episodes. So tell me about what's going on in the, the social media job market. What's uh, What are some of the key findings? What do people need to know? Yeah, well, so first, let me start by saying why we actually do a job study. Um, so the National Institute for Social Media does its own social media job study every couple of years. And we do that to help us shape our social media strategist certification to make sure that we're staying relevant, we're keeping uh, abreast of anything that's changing, the trends that might be seeing in the corporate space. Uh, and therefore we're really looking to help motivate not only employers uh, to be clearer with what they need in social media from their staff, but also those working as the social media marketing professionals help them really understand what's their worth, what are some of the trends that they're seeing, what are some of the skills and expertise that they need to have to move forward and move on uh, in this space. So we completed our 2021 job study. Some of the trends were not surprising, right? Um, we are seeing an increase in spend in social media. Social media marketing continues to be an aspect of marketing that is growing and more and more businesses are putting money into that area. But we're also seeing some not so positive trends continue, which is social media is still being put in other job descriptions. So for a lot of businesses or a lot of people that are working in social media, they have multiple hats. You know, they might be the internal communications person who's also in charge of external social media marketing, or they might be in uh, an assistant or uh, maybe even a receptionist who has a different job title, right, doing social media. So there's some of those things that we're seeing. We're also seeing um, 
in the last two years, which is of no surprise whatsoever, uh, that mental health and self-care is becoming a very huge concern within the social media space for those working in that area. The stress of everything going online uh, with the advent of COVID and, and its additional pressures really have uh, brought a spotlight to the mental health area. Yeah, I think that's uh, very true. And, you know, I mean, so many things to un unpack there. Let's start with the dashes first. That's what I call it, the add-on and okay. mental health. I mean, we can talk about that certainly for, for a while. So, of course, the dash, the dash job descriptions are you do this and this and this and something totally unrelated to what you actually know how to do. And I see that, too. You know, people, I think it was um, Corey Walker, uh, you know, the, the she wrote business um, Instagram for business for dummies. Yep. And she says, you know, you try to get ready and do all this stuff for your social media and then the day to day tasks get in the way. And that just means it's not even part of your job. Right. Absolutely. So but the, let's be realistic, though. So if I have a business, I'm not going to be able to hire people for every role under the sun, right? I mean, so right. do I start with the social media strategist or like a content, like, so a content strategist can do social media to an extent. Mm -hmm. um, de depends on what else they're doing, right? I mean, if they're spending their days doing big content audits, good luck trying to fit in social media. But if they're writing blogs, they, I believe they could totally do social media for a smaller business, not not mm -hmm. like McDonald's. <laughs> right. Absolutely. No, I agree. You know, so where do you start? How do companies even start? Yeah. So I think the first thing I want to kind of highlight in that question is the fact that the job title itself has been an area of concern in this industry. There are multiple job titles out there uh, in social media, whether it be a content marketer, content specialist, social media specialist, social media strategist, regular marketing uh, consultant or coordinator or whatever the case may be. And social media is kind of, sorry, social media is kind of put in, in all of these different areas, right? What is most important for a small business who's looking to hire kind of their first person, right? Is to identify that they need someone in charge of marketing, and communications first off. What that entails kind of depends on the needs of the business, right? And whether or not their full focus is social or they do have a combination between maybe traditional and digital marketing. Um, as they grow and get bigger, it's important for them to consider bringing on additional experts that have uh, focus areas, right? So the person who's good at placing advertisements on digital media like Google or Facebook may not be the same person who's really great at writing blogs, like you mentioned earlier, and, and creating new content. So you wanna find first kind of that um, strategist or jack of all trades, that person who really understands how to take the needs of the business and identify um, what they can do with what channels, uh, and, and the best resources that they can use at that point, human capital as well as financially, right? And grow it from there. So a strategist or somebody who really kind of understands the big picture is the type of candidate I would suggest bringing in if you only have one. Um, but after that, you can kind of pick and choose and add as your needs grow. 
And I think that's always so important to have somebody who understands what the company actually does. What's the story? What are we trying to share? Because if you have to tell them every little bitty thing, good luck, right? Get, I mean, you might as well just do it yourself. Um, so I, I mean, I definitely agree with that. Um, I do, I would recommend for people not to think of it as an add-on. It's not an add-on. Um, I'll give you an example. I was working on a, believe it or not, a TikTok campaign. And somebody says, well, what should we do? And I said, well, take a look at this. Again, Corey Walker, that's where I got all my information. She did a Instagram reel about this the other day. And there is a website that tells you currently everything that's trending on TikTok, what songs are trending, how many times they've been played. So I went there, right? But I know that because I'm in the field. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know that if I was the person answering the phones, theoretically. I mean, who knows? Absolutely. But you know what I mean? Like, you can't know everything. So what I found interesting is that you do this for your certifications. And I, I've, I've blogged about certifications below, before. Some companies do them as a marketing ploy. I take mm -hmm. them and then I use them as a marketing ploy. But, you know, sometimes they're very high level, right? Or they're mm -hmm. not up to date so so the reason you do these uh, this study is so you can update and make sure people uh, can learn what they actually need to learn in your in your certificates yeah and actually we're kind of are a little different than some of those folks that you mentioned that use it as a marketing ploy uh, social media training and certification industry standardized certification is all that the National Institute for social media does. We don't sell a program that you can use or sell additional services. It's all about making sure that people are, are well equipped to do the job that they want to be doing or have been tasked with doing in social media. Some of them are very broad and I would argue that ours is as well. It's a strategist certification. So we're not teaching people, you know, here's how you push the button and post a tweet to Twitter, right? Or here's how you create a reel. It's bigger than that in the sense of, you know, who is your audience? Where are they spending time online? What do they need from you? How can you most effectively give that to them? And then how can you measure results to make sure that you're putting in the time and effort that is um, effective in that campaign? We have calls also, of course, have compliance and governance, which a lot of people skip over. Um, you know, you can't just steal someone else's content and call it your own. You can't steal a quote from somebody else uh, and put it up as if it's something you said for the first time. So um, we really try to teach the social media strategy um, in our certification to help encompass the big picture of why we're doing what we're doing. And then folks can go out and learn what changes absolutely every day, which are the tactics, right? Facebook changes this or that. Instagram changes this or that. You just mentioned TikTok and trends, what, what songs are trending, what um, topics are trending. Those things have to be researched much more often, but the strategy still has to maintain itself at the core of what you're doing. Yeah, it's very true. And the other thing is, you know, what the buttons change all the time too. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I mean, Certainly, you want to know how to use technology, and I go back and forth on how much of a mm -hmm. platform do you need to use. But I will say this: the more I use Restream, what we use to 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 live stream this, and Anchor, which I use for my podcast, the easier it gets, right? Because I know the shortcuts, I know what I like, what I don't like, whatever. Um, but it doesn't do me any good if I don't know what to do with it, right? It doesn't do me any good 
if I don't push it to TV. It doesn't do me any good if I don't really know um, how to have a conversation with you for 27 minutes. <laughs> and then the other reason, this might be a good example. You tell me, you can. we can disagree if you like, mm -hmm. um, of why I think strategy matters. I'll give you an example. Buffer, which I'm, I'm a big fan of, buffer.com, has a thing where you can do campaigns. And so somebody said to me, well, we should use campaigns. Like, why do people use not use campaigns? Or why do they use campaigns? So I looked into it. And really, all it does, it groups posts, right? Mm -hmm. But there's no metrics. Like, so I don't know why I need to run a campaign in Buffer. I love Buffer. That doesn't mean I love every feature that Buffer has or I use every feature. But I think you can use Buffer campaigns if you're going to repeat posts because you can mm -hmm. very easily go into the campaign and say, oh, I want to repeat all these posts. That's the way to do it. But for reporting purposes, I don't think it does anything. I don't think there's any metrics in there that I could find. Uh, but again, my point is, if I didn't know my strategy, now I would be stuck on, oh, I better set up campaigns. Well, mm -hmm. Okay, why? Like, how does it fit into what you're trying to do? Yeah, people have talked about it all the time as the shiny object syndrome, right? What's that fancy new button or that fancy new feature? Well, not all those fancy new buttons or features are actually relevant to what we need to do. Um, but it is important to understand that they exist and that those options are there. Uh, I talk to business owners all the time or marketing professionals all the time who say, well, this is the way we've always done our Facebook communities, right? We've always posted content in this way, in this format on Facebook. And I'll ask a simple question, like, have you thought of going live? Have you thought of trying stories? Your audience is starting to gauge younger. Have you thought of trying to engage them in a different medium within that platform? And they usually are like, well, I don't even know what that is because I'm so busy doing what I've always done. So you're completely correct, at least I agree with you, that you need to understand the functionality of the platforms that you're using. At the same time, you don't need to understand absolutely every platform and every functionality in the social media space because no one is possibly smart enough to do all of that. There's just too much out there. There's, an, You know what, I'm, I'm tired of people telling me they're too busy, I, you know, they're, they can't change. <laughs> I'll give you an example. So, you know, as you know, last week I fell up the ladder. So I got this thing, yep. I got this thing, I got broken ribs, you know, it's just a mess. How do you write when you have all this stuff? Well, the way you write is basically what you do is you put on, um, uh, you use a voice dictation, right, on your computer. And that's the thing. I want to show you something too, but I need to move up, get out of Slack here because otherwise it's going to show up on the screen. But my point is there's always new ways mm -hmm. of doing it. There's always different ways of doing it. So everybody who says, I don't have time, I don't have time either. And you know why? Because I don't make it. So yeah. the other thing I want to show you. So yesterday I had a show with Erin Blasky uh, and she talked about the halo effect, right? So the reason... Jennifer, I come. I asked you to come back so many times on the show is because you're established, and you know, um, and and I want to build my brand on piggybacking on you. That's what the halo effect is, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm kind of kidding. I mean, I want you to come on the show <laughs> because I want you know you have good content. But what I the reason I bring this up? So I said this: take me under your wing, Aaron. Haha. -ha, I mean, halo. And so then I created, so I said that, right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. like, I said that on a show and basically I'm just repurposing what I just did and I just made a t-shirt out of it. 
you know, and here's my T-shirt. So the, awesome. my point is, there's a hundred different ways of repurposing your content, of trying mm -hmm. new things. How important is creativity in the social media job market? Oh, absolutely. And I wouldn't classify creativity as only being the ability to create interesting and new and fun content. Creativity is all about problem solving, thinking up new ways to do things, looking at the resources you have and applying different approaches. Uh, creativity doesn't have to scare people because it does for most. Most people, when you say the words creativity, they think back to like high school creative writing and they're terrified, right? Um, it, it doesn't all fall in that avenue. It's about using all of the tools, all of the people, all of the things you've learned over the years to come up with a new, new way to do it, a new approach, a new technique, uh, whatever the case may be that fits your audience. But I mean, did you find that are people asking for more creativity or are they asking for less or is it not top of mind? You know, um, that wasn't really top of mind in the job study. Um, one of the things that will come out um, if people download the study, which I think you said you put in the links, is that mm -hmm. one of the top areas of growing concern was um, content management or content creation. So that piece yeah. was there, but research and analysis and really kind of understanding the bigger picture was also pretty high. Um, we're just starting to get into social listening, which in my opinion is a shame. Uh, I think we need to do a better job of listening to our consumers so that we don't waste as much time getting creative in ways that aren't gonna resonate with our audiences. Um, but they're coming, right? They're growing. We're also seeing an expanse of folks in the marketing field come from industries like technology and communications, uh, telecommunications specifically, where in the past we've seen a lot of folks who are putting themselves under the marketing and advertising umbrella because there are maybe agency folks or freelancers who do this um, or in higher education who are doing social media. But we're seeing telecommunications and nonprofits actually grow. So there is an increased value kind of spreading throughout the different industries that is around the world. And that's huge, right? We're making an impact. People are starting to make a change. Um, I'll be really excited when manufacturing and uh, you know, some of the supply chain uh, folks jump in, but we'll see how that goes as the future unfolds. That's always an interesting thing. And so social listening is interesting because um, it can work and sometimes it's just annoying, right? So for example, I tweeted about something and well, and I, I guess what I mean by that, by annoying to the consumer is just because somebody says something about you doesn't mean you have to respond. That is very hard for me to remember, quite frankly. But just because somebody says something doesn't mean you have to respond, right? Mm -hmm. And and even for a big brand, if somebody is just a jerk and it has nothing to do, like like there is a sports writer, which I guess is not technically like a consumer brand, but it kind of is. Um, and no matter what the guy says, there's people that jump on him. And I'm like, why even respond? Why waste your time? Now, here's an interesting example of social listening. So as you know, you know, I heard myself, I'm going to milk that topic for as long as I can. I don't, I hope it's not too long. But so I posted this picture earlier and then Mona replies, let me be your hands. Now, there's many, many different ways that you can take that. So, but when you dive deeper, Mona is a writer that you can hire on fiverr.com. 
So let me be your hands. It's kind of interesting way to approach it. But that's actually a good example of social listening, right? Because oh, if I dig in. Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. I, I agree. The, the words were a little strange at first, but when you look at the context, it makes a lot of sense, right? She wants to earn your business um, because you can't physically do the typing right now. That's a great way to become seen by an audience that may not have even thought you existed. Yeah, it's just, so how about other things for, let's talk, well, we've got about seven minutes left, six minutes really quickly when it comes to social listening, what should brands do? And, and maybe that actually, I do wanna cover the topic of mental health. And mm -hmm. I think mental health is twofold, maybe more than that, but you know, top of my mind. One is internally, and I think some companies are just not good for your mental health, period. Because you know what they do? Like you need to post something and they make it so difficult that by the time you're done getting a simple tweet approved, you're ready to go home and see your therapist. Do you, mm -hmm. I mean, that's one thing, right? Would you agree mm -hmm. or not? Absolutely. Absolutely. So hopefully, I mean, what tips do you have when it comes to that? Well, some, like you said, some companies are just going to make it difficult. Um, if you value the company and being in that role, right? There are some kind of tips and tricks uh, to kind of work things in your favor. But trust me, it takes time. And you have to be kind of mentally prepared for what will be a longer haul. But whenever possible, provide data to back up the decision you're making, whether that is hard and fact, uh, fast metrics, or if it's, you know, here's what our competitors are doing and the type of response that they're seeing. I want to do something like this in order to not necessarily respond in a way where you're getting into a debate with your competition, but so that you're keeping up with the Joneses, sort of speak. Your leadership teams are more likely to streamline the process or get out of your way a little bit if they can understand why you're making the suggestions you're making, if it's tied to their bottom line or what they find most important, or if it will uh, somehow set you apart or make you different from the competition that's out there. So if you wanna go in and, and fight that battle, have a plan of attack, write it out, be ready to go in with steps, right? Um, if it's simply a toxic environment, you know there's a lot of places out there that are hiring right now and they need good talent. Um, the job market is strange to say least. I don't even know if that's the right word, but um, there are a lot of job openings out there and it's important that everyone takes care of themselves by being uh, mentally and physically strong enough to say, this is not good for me and taking a step away. I think that's one thing some companies are not realizing either. Yes, you're looking for that social media strategist. Yes, you're looking for that social media, whatever. But you know what? You'll be an interview too, right? So if you're yes. a jerk or if you're just, you know, unbearable to work with. And you know, here's the thing. If, if people can't tell in the hiring process, mm -hmm. guess how much worse it's going to get when they actually start, right? Mm -hmm. so, so something to keep in mind. On the flip side, we have the mental health that's imposed, I guess, from the audiences. And let's just be honest. I mean, there is plenty of jerks out there on social media. How how do brand managers, how do brand social people, how do, how do they deal with that? 
everybody deals with the stress of criticism, which is really what we're talking about here. Uh, when we're talking about the online communication between our brand accounts and our consumers, um, we, we all handle it differently. Some people are able to kind of put up a fence and say, look, they're not mad at me. They're mad at the brand. But the reality is most of us take that internally, right? They want to be able to fix the challenges. The first kind of tip that I have for folks there is something you alluded to when you were talking about social listening. Some people are simply trolls, right? They're just there to be mean, to be nasty, to say stuff that is untrue. Do the best of your ability to kind of carve those out and let them go because they're there. They're going to exist. I mean, shoot, if you look look at like any of your local newspapers or any of the articles from like Wall Street Journal or New York Times, it doesn't really matter what you read. If there are comments enabled, there are going to be nasty and irrelevant comments. So just trying to put those aside and pick those things that you can uh, try to address and engage in those. The most important piece after you've done your job, right? You've done the job of responding where it's necessary, triaging the super intense concerns to a higher power if you need to, uh, you know, whether somebody else makes a decision about giving money back or whatever the case may be to fix it. You do that. At the end of the day, disconnect and do something for you. There is an increase in brands understanding that everybody needs to step away. And so in the last few uh, months, we've seen certain brands shutting down the entire offices, putting up on social media that we're going to be unavailable for the next 24 hours for mental health of our team. Consider some of that in your business. And if you can't try to do it for yourself, if you've got the weekend off, unplug step away. I know it's hard. We've got, you know, our phones, everything's dinging at us and all of our notifications are on. Turn them off when you are off and come back to them later because they'll still be there. They'll still be there. And you know what? That's also something we're doing at voxpopme.com. That's, of course, is my, my day job. I do appreciate all their support. Agile, qualitative research with video. Check it out. But we have uh, an extra holiday coming up, right? Right before Labor Day in the United States. So that's pretty much very, very appreciative of that. And then also the support, you know, when, when you break your all your bones, um, there's no reason to be rude. So I certainly appreciate that. Um, interesting discussion. I'm always amazed how quickly we get to these 27 minutes, 28 minutes. Jennifer, really appreciate you sharing your insights. And, and thanks again for coming back. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really encourage anybody who has additional questions to reach out. Let me know um, if I can provide some additional insight in what we're finding. It's really kind of cool numbers, and I'm happy to share about it anytime. And Christoph, it's always a pleasure talking to you. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Thank you.